sometimes we might not feel like worshiping, but there is always a reason to worship. Always a reason to be grateful, to be thankful, and that's what we worship our God for, for all he has done, for all he is to us and for us, right? Even when things might not be going exactly the way that we had hoped, even if we don't have all the answers for what we are looking at straight ahead, we know who does, right? Even his disciples said, who is this guy? The wind and the waves know his name, right? He commands the wind and the waves. We can trust him with everything that's important to us, every situation. And today, I am gonna choose, not that I didn't want to, but today I'm gonna choose to worship him for everything, everything he is and everything he does, amen. Would you join with me, God? I just pray your blessing over these people this morning as we lift you up in worship. I just pray and I thank you that you are meeting every person right where they are today. You know their hearts, you know what they're walking through, you know their victories, you know their struggles, and you are the God of all those things. You are the God of the impossible. We're gonna lift you up, we're gonna praise your name and give you glory because you are worthy of our praise no matter what. And your word says that you will inhabit the praises of your people. So God, we know that you're already here. Your presence is here to do the work that you have planned for today. We love you and it's in your name we pray, amen. Come on, put your hands together with me.
our prayer, Lord. Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Let faith rise up. Let faith rise up. Let faith rise up in me. There's a quote as we're continuing in worship. We still have another song we want to sing. But uh, as a part of worship, they're laughing because I got up early one time and anyway. Sorry, I'm not trying to kill the worship mood here, but um, there's a quote I was thinking about. It says, how we spend our day, of course, is how we spend our lives. And what we do with this hour and that one in this moment is what we are doing. And so we're worshiping God right now, right? And we want our lives to be about worship unto him, acknowledging him making him big in our lives because he is worthy, because he can and he is able. And so we let our faith rise up in us as we worship him. And we worship him with songs. Even sometimes we don't feel anything, but we put faith behind the words that we sing because we know that God is worthy of it. And we put faith behind the offerings that we bring and that we give because we know that God is behind it. And so we're gonna call the ushers forward and as part of worship this morning, what we're doing right now is what we're doing. What we do with our time is, is who we are. And so right now, just think about that as you give of, your, of what God's blessed you with. Just think about how we're givers and we give back to God the things that he's given to us and we worship him and acknowledge him as that in our lives, amen? Let's pray and keep worshiping as we give of our money back to God. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much. Help us. Help us to be who you've called us to be. We love you, God, and we want to give back to you out of what you've given to us, of our money, of our resources, of even the air that we breathe. We want to give back to you by singing out 
We want to be worshipers. We want to be a people and a community that you see and you look at and that you smile at because you know that we make efforts to acknowledge you in our lives and to make you known. We love you, God. Continue to be with us this morning as we worship you. Amen. Far be it from me to not believe Even when my eyes can't see And this mountain that's in front of me Will be thrown into the midst of the sea
worship team continues to play that song, guys, I, uh, I, uh, I received an email this week, um, and uh, I, I, wanted, I wanted to present this to you guys as well, because uh, it's a great opportunity. All of us have heard, we've seen the news, we know what's going on right now in Ukraine. Um, two, two weeks ago, we were blessed to have our pastor, my pastor, um, the overseer, the, the apostle, not a lot of people know that word, but uh, my, man, the guy that's imparted so much into me, he was, uh, he was here two weeks ago. His name's Ron Corzine. Ron Corzine was asked to be the apostle of this church uh, by the then, the then pastors. Um, I, I, I believe it was late 80s, early 90s, uh, somewhere in that time. The guy that actually introduced the pastors of this church at the time to Ron Corzine his name was Ron Hibbert. Uh, Y'all take a seat real quick, guys. Uh, Ron Hibbert is a, uh, a dear friend. My wife and I have gotten to meet him and his wife, Gretel. They live in, in the England area. Um, and since the mid-70s, they've been establishing, raising up young pastors and building churches throughout Ukraine as well as the surrounding areas. Um, can we real quickly throw that slide up? I wanted to put this up here. Uh, I, I will tell you that I, uh, I practiced. I, I went online and I practiced how to pronounce every single one of the names of the towns. I'm not going to try. <laughs> um, where we put a star, uh, these are particular churches that that Ron Hibbert has established in and around Ukraine. You can see, uh, we, we call it Kiev. That, that was the Russian pronunciation, the Ukrainian pronunciation. I'm not going to try again. Um, but 
that, that's the town right now that's currently under siege. Um, over here to the right, over on the eastern border, you see uh, Kharkiv. <laughs> um, they too uh, under under a lot of uh, war. <laughs> it's a it's a trying time. It's a hard time for people. But one of the things that we're blessed to be able to have is is the direct connection to Ron Hibbert, who has boots on the ground right now in Ukraine. In fact. Over here on the eastern border, you'll, you'll, excuse me, the western border of Ukraine, the eastern border of Poland, you'll see LVIV, that town. Uh, we currently have a church in that town, as well as right across the border in eastern Poland. Right now, um, Ron Hibbert has been raising funds as well as supplies to send directly to Poland, and they're currently running them across. They're setting up tent camps, shelters, they need food, they need supplies, they need a bunch. Um, they need us to step in. I, I've had a lot of people this week call me up, say, Corey, what, what can we do? How can we be involved? Uh, I, I, uh, I, when I got this call, I, I knew we had to do something. It's very easy to say that's on the other side of the world or it doesn't directly affect me, but guys, look, this is, this is brothers and sisters in Christ. These are family. And, and now more so than ever, if the church needs to stand for something, it's standing for those who can't. We do a lot of missions here locally, and, and man, I'm all about backyard missions. But right now, uh, man, Ukraine needs us. I, uh, we're going to take up a, another offering. I'm going to have our, our ushers come forward, and, and I know some of y'all are thinking, man, I already put it in the basket. What are you trying to trick me for? Look, this right here... Pray about it. Seek God on it. And, and give whatever you can. Every, every penny is going directly to boots on the ground in Ukraine. I say boots on the ground. I'm, I'm not talking military. <laughs> you know what I mean. Supplies. This isn't going to, to some office here in the United States. We, we're we're going to transfer every penny of this directly over there, guys. I, I, I'm excited to be able to join with. And look, for those that you, you may say, man, I'd love to give. I didn't come prepared, whatever. Oh, uh, we don't have it up there. We're going to throw it up there. We've got our app now. My gosh, guys. The CF Paris app has a quick link. All you got to do is download the app, hit the link, and you can give online. Just please, if you're going to give, memo or, or type in somewhere, let us know it's for Ukraine because I want every bit of this to go over to them. Um, so as the worship team continues to s sing this song, it is well with my soul. I mean, I, let's, let's join with. Let's join together. Let's edify the body. Let's lift up. Let's build up. Let's encourage now more so than ever. It's easy to be happy and encouraged during easy times, but, but it's in these moments that, that we find out who we are. It's in the times of adversity that we find out the true test of our spiritual walk. I encourage you guys, I'm not going to sit here and berate this and, and like kick a dead horse, make you, make you give. This isn't about making anybody give. This is, this is about the opportunity. If you'll bow your heads with me, Heavenly Father, we thank you for your purpose, for your plan, Lord God. And, and right now, we, we don't see, we don't understand, we don't know, Father, but we know that you do. And now more so than ever, Lord God, we, we pray for your work to be done, Lord Jesus. 
Father, that the lives of, of our brothers, the lives of our sisters, the lives of family, Lord God, right now, Lord Jesus, that, that you would give them peace that goes beyond understanding, Lord God, and, and even more so, Father, that you would intervene and you would tear down walls, that you would break down hardened hearts, Father. God, we pray for peace. But even more so, Lord God, we pray for your will. And we pray for family in and throughout Ukraine and the surrounding regions, Lord God, that are under attack. Father, I pray that your spirit would continue to lead and guide them, Father, and that we would continue as the church to be a blessing in their lives. Father, we thank you for relationships, for the opportunity to be able to give directly right into people's lives, to hurting people, Father. And I, I pray, Lord God, that what we give here this morning would multiply and would touch lives, not just for a meal, Lord God, not just for an article of clothing, but would touch lives for eternity. That they would realize and they would sense, Lord God, the love that comes from even this simple gift, Lord Jesus. We pray in your precious name. Amen and amen. As the ushers pass those baskets, guys, we're going to continue to sing this song, It Is Well With My Soul. It is well with my soul. Oh, it is well. It is well.
is well with me. Father God, I thank you again. Father, I thank you for the work that you're doing in and through your people, Lord God, for how you're continuing, Father, to, to change us, to mold us into the image of Christ. Lord God, we again thank you for family, for brothers and sisters in Christ that are, that are currently, Lord God, dealing with struggles that we can't even begin to fathom or imagine. Lord God, I pray right now for peace, wisdom, guidance, direction, Lord God, that we would seek you first. And Father, that, that above all else, that they would know us by our love, that they would know you by our love. God, I pray that we be able to touch hearts, touch lives. Again, in the name of your son, we pray. Amen, 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 amen. Guys, awesome. Uh, thank y'all. Um, again, that, that wasn't, we had the, uh, a lot that we thought we were going to do this morning and then just kind of through the week, uh, we've, we've moved some stuff around, switched some stuff. So Brandon got up in song two instead of song number one or three, excuse me. I came up after song three instead of a video. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No video. Um, I want to start off by greeting all of our guests. Uh, it is great to have y'all here this morning. We're, we're doing things just slightly differently uh, than normal. I will say this. Um, if you had to come in and wait for an usher to put out a chair for you, it's a good thing. We had to add four rows, I was told this morning. Um, <laughs> I'll say this. We, we still have the rows, I don't know how else to call it other than COVID-spaced. Uh, you know, the, the aisles are very, so there's a lot more room in here than, than it looks like there might be. Um, including lots of empty seats on the front row where nobody likes to spit. It's the spit zone. It's like the it, sea world. Yeah, it's, it's kind of the, mm. um, but there are other seats. Um, you're welcome to sit up front at any given point in time. If you walk in and, and our ushers are, are uh, working fervently to try and find you a seat or ask somebody to, to shift or move, please bear with us as we just try and make room for everybody and that's a good thing to, to, a good problem to have, isn't it? Uh, I want to real quickly uh, bring up just a couple announcements. Obviously, like I just said, welcome to all our guests that are here. Uh, this Wednesday, we have Worship Wednesday. Worship Wednesday is just a, a night of worship every month that we do on the first Wednesday of the month. Worship Wednesday, one hour from 6.30 to 7.30. Y'all come and enjoy, man. It's a, an awesome time. That's going to be this Wednesday night. Worship Wednesday as well. We're going to be having uh, some announcements coming up over the next few weeks. VBX is going to be the last week of June. I want you all to start putting that on your calendar. Um, and then today, we're super excited. We, uh, we're, we're sending our very own Pastor G, Greg Key, over to uh, a good friend of ours. Um, i got to remember the name of the church, Mount Canaan Baptist. I always forget Mr. Mr. Blanton's church. Mount Canaan Baptist today, guys, is... Uh, is celebrating their 136th anniversary right here in Paris, Texas, man. That's powerful. But uh, Pastor D. Ray over there, he's, uh, Pastor G went over to go bless him and just be a part of their service. They're, they're doing a, an awesome uh, get-together. A number of other anniversaries, church anniversaries, pastoral anniversaries. I'm excited 
coming up here in just a couple weeks, um, I, I will have now officially been in Paris nine years, my family and I, nine years that we'll have been here at CF Paris. Um, I had my staff the other day say, okay, Corey, we, we got to plan a 10-year. I'm like, I don't have to plan nothing, but yeah, you do. So we'll see what happens. Um, I think that's all my announcements. Brandon, do I have anything else? I'm good. All right. Uh, I'm going to dive right into uh, my message here. We're getting a little bit later start. I'm not going to make any promises about when I'm going to get you out. How about that? Oh, come on, you guys. It'll be okay, I promise. Um, So uh, one of the most commonly asked questions I I continue to always get is, is, Corey, how, how do I know what God's will is for my life? How do I know what God's will is? What does God want me to do? And how do I get there? How do I get there? Corey, I, I know that God has a purpose. God has a plan for me. And, and Corey, I want to get there right now. Let's do it. What's God's perfect plan? Ooh. There's so many questions in this day and age. So many questions that, that each and every one of us have. And to us, to, to the individual, every question is, is almost this mountain. It, it starts off at a young age. I've got a, a senior. Where do I go to college? Do I, do I major in this or do I major in that? But it continues on throughout life. We're all surrounded by continual questions. Okay, Corey, well, well should, I, should I get this new job that, that's offering me more money or, or should I stay where I'm at because, because it's a good job and I like it? Which one should I take? What door does God want me to walk through? Should we buy another car? Should we... Should we uh, Purchase a home or should we rent? There's all these questions that loom over each and every one of us. And through it all, we, we kind of, we get focused so much so on the question that we were looking for, the answer. God, God, how do I get there? I know that you have this purpose for me. It's gonna be awesome, God, I know you've got it, but, but how do I get there? Or maybe even worse, God, I, I don't know what all you have for me, but right now it's not looking good and I need to get out of here, I need to get there. How do I get there? The good news is, if if you're a follower of Christ, Scripture is adamantly clear. God will show you exactly what he wants you to do. In fact, there will never be, never be a doubt in your mind. Never any problems along the way. It's going to be smooth sailing. Once you know what God wants you to do, everything's clear. In fact, nobody will ever try to even bother you or hinder you along the way. <laughs> All right, so y'all caught it. None of that is scriptural. It's not true. It's not in the Bible anywhere. Beginning to end, that's not it. I, I was... I was reading recently about a, uh, a common problem currently referred to as the illusion of perfection. The illusion of perfection is, is something that's brought on basically since social media came about. When I grew up, <laughs> ooh, there wasn't social media. Let's just say I'm that old. But I had a front row to all uh, of, of the imperfections that were not only in my family, but in my neighbor's family. 
I would walk down the gravel road. It was Caliche down in, down in the valley. I'd walk down the Caliche road. Man. I'd walk down the Caliche road. We'd go down to the neighbor's house. The neighbor's house, chickens everywhere. Him in his whitey tidies on a rocking chair on the front porch. On a porch that looked like it was about to fall down. Me and his children... My brother and sister, we'd walk around the yard as he was smoking a cigarette that was, was, it was, it was so small he could no longer hold it. We'd walk around the yard and we'd find black cats that, that hadn't been used yet, but that the wicks had already been busted off. We would take those black cats up to him. He would break them in half where there was still a little bit of wick left and and throw it real quick. Even as a kid, I looked at that and thought, that ain't right. mm." (laughs) And yet, I had a front row seat. But today, because of social media, it's very easy to see everybody's highlight reel. We see everybody's highlight reel. We see that man with, with the perfect family and, and the perfect meal. Really? Like every meal is always perfect? Or, or, or that lady, she's, she's doing that perfect pose with the perfect body and you're doing her workout again. And, and we look at these and we go, how? Because mine, we, we compare their highlight reels to our behind-the-scenes footage. And our behind-the-scenes footage never, never measures up. It's not like that, that comedic outtake. Oh, <laughs> look at that. That was great. No, it's the hurt. It's the hardships. It's the pain. And yet because of social media, again, I'm not banging social media. It's great, and we can use it for great purposes. But there's also this, this illusion of perfection. And then, to make matters worse almost... As followers of Christ, we have something that we, we talk about as the perfect will of God. Now look, I mean, you just say the words perfect will of God, and there ain't nobody who wants to not be in the perfect will of God. Everybody, well, I mean, if there's a perfect will of God, then I want that one. Duh. If there's a perfect will of God, and, and, and as Christians, we do. We tend to kind of harp on this perfect will of God so much so that we, we take it down and we're like, you've got to walk in the perfect will of God. Well, if there's a perfect will of God, then there must be only one perfect person for me. And if that's true, well, that's hard to be true because I, I, know, I know people that have messed that rule up. Some of you could easily raise your hands and say, yeah, that was me. I didn't marry the perfect person. Right? Mistakes happen. Things happen. And so we, we tend to push off this, this perfect will of God, and, and everybody then becomes scared to make any decision because we're afraid it's not going to be the perfect decision. Well, we don't want to make an imperfect decision, so, so we're, we're hesitant to then step out into a decision. God, what do you want me to do? Because I, I don't want to do it wrong. I, I want to follow the perfect will, and I know if I go this way, I miss it. If I go this way, I miss it. i gotta, I got to toe, toe that line. I want to show you a portion of Scripture that I, I, uh, I think is going to help guide us in, in this thought process. 
this is the, it's the Apostle Paul. We're going to be reading out of 1 Corinthians. And, 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 and look, if, if anybody should know what God wants to do and how to get there, like my thought would be it'd have to be somebody like the Apostle Paul. I mean, here's a man who wrote how much of the New Testament? I, I mean, this guy established churches throughout the region. I mean, like no numerous churches. He, 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 he sat there and, and did missions work all over Europe, into Asia, down into India, Africa. He's there, India, sorry, that was Thomas. But Paul, Paul did, I mean, amazing work. So right, I mean, Paul should have it together. Paul should know how to get there. I'm going to read out of uh, 1 Corinthians 16, 6 through 9. If I'm trying to reconnect. If you don't mind loading that next one for me. This is Paul in uh, 1 Corinthians 16, starting in verse 6. It says this. For sure. No. No, it doesn't. No. Wait, hold on. My bad. My, my fault. It doesn't say for sure. It says perhaps. All right. Start over. Perhaps I will stay with you. Definitively for two weeks. No. For a while. Perhaps. Or, or may, maybe I'll spend the winter. I don't know. Perhaps even spend the winter so that you can help me on my journey wherever I go, because I've got no clue. For I do not want to see you now and make only a passing visit, but I know, no, I hope, to spend some time with you if the Lord permits. But I will stay on at Ephesus until Pentecost because a great door for effective work has opened to me because nobody ever opposes me. No. Again, and there are many who oppose me. Perhaps, maybe for a while, you know, wherever I go, I hope. I'm not sure. I mean, if the Lord permits, and there's going to be people that oppose me. Man, Paul didn't know how to get there. What makes you think you're going to know how to get there? Even Paul didn't have a clue about what was to come. He didn't, under the, he, he didn't understand the details and yet was still able to serve God effectively. God doesn't always show us the future. In fact, I would dare say God doesn't really ever show you the future. He gives you glimpses into the future, but he doesn't show you the future. He doesn't show us the details would be probably a better way. Scripture even says that the man makes the plans in his heart. And yet it's the Lord that determines his steps. Every step determined by the Lord, we do it step by step. Now, I, I've got I've to throw in a little caveat here. I, I was choosing a title for today's message, and I honestly thought about step by step. The only issue that I thought was going to be the 40-year-old-plus women. <laughs> step by step. No. <laughs> Not going to be step by step. So we'll just move right on. 
so a lot of us are wanting to know, what, what does God want from me? How do I get there, Corey? What does God want me to do? If God would tell me what to do, Corey, I'll do it. <laughs> Just show me what to do, God. Uh, the biggest thought, the biggest take home for today that, that I'm wanting y'all to, 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 to really drive in is, is that we tend to ask, God, show me what to do and I'll do it. But, but God, throughout Scripture, tells us, I'm not always going to show you what to do, but I will give you wisdom to choose. I'll give you wisdom to choose. God doesn't always show us specifically what to do, but he will give you wisdom to choose. So much better than step by step, yeah? Wisdom, no, all right. Hey, can I get a, just, can everybody say, hey, Corey? Thanks. Wisdom. Wisdom to choose. Wisdom, uh, wisdom is probably, I, 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 not even probably, wisdom is, is one of the most important traits that you can pursue from God. We, I, I was... I was looking at the, the story of Solomon, and, and Solomon's a story that we love to talk about because Solomon, you know, he went before God, and God said, I'll give you whatever you want, and, and Solomon could have said, man, I get one wish, I'm going for riches. Man, I get one wish, I'm going for women. Man, I get one wish, I'm going for, there was numerous things that he could have done, but he, he said, God, I want wisdom. And when he said that, Scripture tells us that God looked at him and said, because you chose wisdom, I'm going to give you everything else that you could have asked for on top of wisdom. But what's amazing about that story, and this is just a little side note that, that I, I, I noticed. What's amazing about that story, in that particular time, when a king was set in, when they were bringing in a new king, it was customary for that king to sacrifice a bull to God. It was, a, it was this, this, this uh, sacrificial moment where you brought in one of you. It was this moment where you said, look, God, I'm taking my own bull. I'm sacrificing. I'm giving this to you. I'm going to show you that I need you within what I'm doing to be able to continue. As I rule, I need you. I'm coming before you, God. Solomon did something different. He so needed God. He recognized the need for God so much so that he went before God and said, I'm going to sacrifice a thousand bulls. Not just one, but a thousand. Uh, guys, the only reason God came to Solomon and said, I'm going to give you whatever it is you ask, was because of the extravagant heart, the extravagant giving that was done by Saul, or excuse me, by Solomon. Scripture's clear. Test me in this and see if I will not open the floodgates of heaven. I, we, we talked in a, a leaders meeting. I, I don't bring up giving a lot. And, and already here we've done two offerings and I'm talking about it. So, sorry. Um, but guys, look, man, I can't even begin to tell you how true God's word is when he says, test me in this and see if I will not open up the floodgates of heaven. Test me in this. Solomon, the only reason Solomon was the wisest man ever was because he noticed, recognized the moment to come before God and say, God, I need you in all that I do. Sacrificed a thousand as opposed to just a single bull. All right. God says, I'll give you anything you want. And Solomon doesn't say, give me riches, but rather says, give me wisdom. God gives him everything, including all the wisdom. 
He asked for the wisdom to, to determine, to choose right from wrong. God, I'm, I'm leading over these people. I need wisdom to be able to determine right from wrong. In Proverbs 4, 7, Solomon said, getting wisdom is the wisest thing you can do. Seeking wisdom is the wisest thing you can do. So what's the wisest thing you can do? Get wisdom. Get wisdom. Right? And then he, in that same passage, Proverbs 4, 7, he says, getting wisdom is the wisest thing you do, and then repeats himself because it's that important. He says, whatever else you do, develop good judgment. Look, half of y'all's issues, situations wouldn't be a problem if you had good judgment. Okay, I'll, I'll, just, I'll just point the finger at myself since you guys are all... <laughs> Half the decisions I make are dumb. That, that was the end. Like, I, I, I ended with an inflection, but there was, that was the end. That, half the decisions I make are dumb. And they put me in situations where I look around going, God, why, why, why aren't you saving me from this? And God's going, well, I didn't put you in this. That's not God's response, but... <laughs> Get wisdom and develop good judgment. Whatever you do. <laughs> For those of you, again, those of you that are, like, there's going to be a lot of, like, old references. If you're young, you're just going to have to bear with me today. But for those of you that are old enough, at some point in time in your life, you've probably said something to lo along the lines of, I wish I knew. Oh, you've said it. I wish I knew then what I know now. Why did we say that? Because we've gained wisdom. I, I mean, literally, pretty simple. The reason we say that is we now have gained, learned, gathered wisdom, especially compared to younger stupid me. Right? We've grown, we've matured, but, but through the process, we've gained wisdom. Solomon went on to say that wisdom is more valuable than gold. You see, we, we tend to, to choose our options based on the monetary return. When God is saying, look, seek wisdom first because it's so much more valuable. God, show me what to do. God's not always going to show you what to do, but he will give you wisdom to choose. I, I want to go through three simple thoughts today that, uh, that, that will guide us on, on, on choosing wisdom. That will help us in getting there. And to step towards wisdom, the first thing we're going to have to do is simply ask. That's hard. Ask. There's a promise in, in, in the word of God. Every time you ask God for wisdom, he will hear your prayer, say yes, and he'll give it to you. Can we go to that next slide for me, please? James 1 verse 5 says this. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God. And, and, and I think we end up just kind of like, we, we tend to stop. If you, if you don't have wisdom, you should ask God. And the reason we stop there is because a lot of us are scared to ask God. Oh, but I'm, I, but look, that, that verse continues. Ask God who gives generously to all. Without finding fault, it will be given to you. He loves to give wisdom. You can't ask 
overly uh, for wisdom. Like you, you can't keep going and asking for more wisdom and it's going to irritate him. He loves to dole out, to give out, to show you wisdom. If any of you lacks wisdom, how many lack wisdom? Those that didn't raise your hand, you lack more wisdom than you even thought you. <laughs> Look, here's the, here's the deal, though. You have to spend time with God to be able to ask him for wisdom. You have to be able to spend time with him. Where do you get wisdom from it? Look, you, you can get it daily, daily just by listening to the voice of his spirit. Every day from other believers in small groups, community groups, DNA groups, the people that you do life with. Every day from the word of God. Thy word have I hidden my heart that I might not sin against you. Wisdom. Right? We have opportunities every day to seek wisdom. Scripture tells us that he's the good shepherd. So, so quick analogy. If he's the good shepherd, what does that make us? Let's say followers, because I, I, sheep are stupid. We all know, we know what we are, but let's just say, let's say it's followers. All right. But, but wait a second, if we're followers, then why do we keep asking God, God, show me how to get there? Because we want to get there on our own. Because along the way, we see all the different roads that can make it quicker, that we could get there, we could bypass, we could go around. God, I don't want to have to go through this. I'm going to go this way. You don't need to. In order to get there, God's got to take you through here. He's the good shepherd. He's going to guide you. He leads us where he wants to go. But you're going to have to spend time with him. And when you do, he gives you wisdom. Psalm 32.8 says, the Lord will give you wisdom. He says, I will guide you along the best path for your life. This is God telling you, I will guide you along the best path for your life. He goes on and says, I will advise you. I will watch over you. No, 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 God, God just tell me how to get there. Just, I, if you appreciate it. I've got my salvation card, my golden ticket. I'm going to heaven, but now I need to get there. See ya. No, it's, it's step by step. It's, it's every day. It's, it's, a, it's a relationship. It's communication. It's, it's asking for wisdom. I will guide you. I'll advise you. I will watch over you. God, just, just tell me what to do. No. But I'll give you wisdom to choose. I'll guide you. I'll advise you, and I'll watch over you. Some of you are, are, are scared to death. But, Corey, what, 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 if, what if this happens or what, what if that happens? What, what if I make the wrong choice? What if, look, God will guide you. He will advise you. He'll watch over you. We ask for wisdom. The second thing that we need to do is, is we're going to have to walk. Now, this is, this is deeper than just a, a singular action. Proverbs 13.20 says, walk with the wise, become wise. Associate or hang around with fools and get in trouble. Walk with the wise, become wise. Hang around with idiots. I once heard somebody say, show me your friends 
and I'll show you your trajectory, your, your future. Who do you hang out with? Look, your mama was right. I, uh, mama said it over and over and over again. Keep hanging around with that crowd and we'll see what happens, right? Mama knew. She was quoting scripture. You just didn't know it. She may not have known it. But she was quoting scripture. Now, now what it's talking about here, we're told to walk with the wise. In other words, this isn't a go and ask a wise person for advice one time. This is surround yourself. This is walk with. This is do life. Do every day with wise. It's being plugged in. It's, it's doing life together. It's, it's walking together. Another little side caveat. Guys, this is one of the main reasons we continually harp on, talk about, encourage you to be a part of a community group. I, I, I can't say it more. Again, all you have to do, download the app. There's a section right along the bottom. You hit it, and it starts telling you every single one of our community groups. We call them community groups. If you're from another church, the small group, life group, connect group, every other group, whatever group. It's a group. All it is is 10, 20 people coming together to, just to, to study the word, man, to dive in deeper on something. It's developing relationships. It's vital for your growth. Vital for your growth. And yet, how many of you are simply content for your one hour on a Sunday morning and maybe, maybe a little Bible reading plan throughout the week? That's not enough. That's not the walk that God's calling us to. If you want to make better decisions, hang around better people. I, I mean, it's important. But it's not just important, it's scriptural. You want God's direction? Hang out with God's people. Now, now, hear me, please. That doesn't mean that we're not ministering to those who are far from God. Quite the contrary. Yes, you, you should still be involved in your backyard, in people's lives, in your neighbors. Yes, they need to see that you love them. But you're walking with, you're walking with Jesus, and you're walking with the wise. As you grow wise. So first thing we do is we ask. The second thing we do is we walk. The third thing, you ready guys? Here it is. The big reveal. The third thing is very simply decide. Ask, walk, decide. Again, a little throwback here. How, how, many, how many OG, I'm talking original Karate Kid fans do we have in here? God bless you all. I got a quick, quick little clip that I want to show you. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preface by saying when we come back, there's a few of the lines that I want to repeat. And it's going to be very hard not to try and repeat them with a Miyagi accent. And I can't really do Miyagi-san. So we're going to let him do it, all right? Watch this with me real quick, guys. Oh, Mr. Miyagi, I forgot to give this back to you last night. No, 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 you keep. Oh, thanks a lot. Sir, ready? 
Yeah, I guess so. Daniel-san must talk. Walk on the road. Hmm? Walk right side, safe. Walk left side, safe. Walk middle, sooner or later, get the squish, just like grape. Here, karate, same thing. Either you karate do yes, or karate do no. You karate do guess so, just like grip. Understand? Yeah, I understand. Now ready? <laughs> I love it! Y'all are waiting for it. Oh, squish like grip. I guess so. No! Walk on the right side, safe. Walk on the left side, safe. But I'm not really sure. I'm just... Squish like grip. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Decide. I, I mean, that's brilliant advice. Don't be afraid of making a mistake. The biggest mistake may be not making a decision at all. Not just choosing. So, here's the question then. All right, Corey, well then how do I know that this is God? How do I know that, is this door open? Is this, is this door open from God? Or, or, or is this the devil? <laughs> if scripture doesn't give you clear direction, our response is to follow. Wherever there is not clear moral, spiritual, scriptural direction, God gives you wisdom to choose. He could have programmed each and every one of us with, with the right plan already in us. But then that wouldn't be choosing. That wouldn't even be love. That, that, would, that would be demanding. It would be controlling. And that's, that's not love. God gave us choice. He gave us free will. He gave us the opportunity to choose. He gave us the opportunity to not even love him back if we chose. But isn't that what love is? God, even when we were sinners, even when we didn't care who he was or what he was doing, said, I love you so much that I want to give you a way out of the judgment that is to come. A bypass. I, I want you to be in relationship with me. For the wages of sin is death, and, and everybody's going to have to face that judgment. But God says, I've already paid the price. If, if you'll just accept my, my payment, you don't have to pay for it yourself. And yet we continually choose to pay for our own way. When God's saying the whole time, please choose life, not death, our response should always be to follow we're not programmed with the answers. We're programmed with the ability to choose wisdom. You can choose him. You can choose something else. People constantly, they're freaking out with their questions. And God all the while is saying, decide. Uh, yes, ask for wisdom. Pray. Seek God. Yes, walk with wise counsel. Talk to friends, to people that encourage you, that build you up, that lift you up. Yes, but then just make a decision. Again, let's, uh, 
I want to jump back to Paul. Paul's, Paul's a great example. Seeking direction from God in 1 Thessalonians 3.1. If you'll throw that last slide up here, look at this scripture with me. 1 Thessalonians 3.1, Paul writes, he says, Finally, when we could stand it no longer, we decided to stay alone in Athens. Doesn't say we prayed long and hard about it. It doesn't say we heard from God about it. What does it say? We could stand it no longer, and so we made a decision. We made a choice. We thought about it, we considered it, and then we just did what we thought was best. Man. Like some of you guys are looking at me like, oh, God tells us what to do all the time. Awesome. If you're walking around and you live life where you're continually hearing from God every step of every day, power to you. I believe it can happen. I believe you can hear the voice of God. For most of us, we're sitting there wondering, how do I get there? But you don't need to worry about getting there. What you need to worry about is this next step. And in this next step, you're worried about missing God. God is with you. He's not behind the door. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. God is with us. So what's the decision you need to make? God, I've prayed about it. I've sought counsel about it. Now I'm going to make a decision. I'm going to step into it. But, but what if I make the wrong decision? Well, what happens if you make a mistake? You get wisdom. Maybe an extra bill. <laughs> right? I mean, there, there might be a little bit of hardship with it, but, but you get wisdom. What if you made a mistake? <laughs> Where I am today? Oh, thank you, Jesus. It's based on so many mistakes. So many. But along the way, every time there was wisdom, it was God. I need your guidance. I need your. And when I didn't have clear scriptural direction, it's all right, God, I'm, I'm stepping out in faith. I'm going to believe. I'm going to go this way. And if, if it was the wrong decision, which it's happened numerous times, what, is, what does scripture tell me? God will guide you, advise you, lead you, right? So God's guiding me. All right, all right, all right, all right, here's your options. All right, he's going to advise me. I've prayed, I've thought, and, and then what happens? I, I go the wrong direction, and God says, ooh, let me steer you. Let me steer you. Let me, let me bring you back. Let me help you. Let me see, help you see the areas you mess. And a lot of times we just don't see it. We refuse to see it, and God all the while is saying, let me lead. I, I want to be your shepherd. I know the best path for you. No, no, God, I got it. Show me how to get there. No. Seek wisdom. God guides you. He advises you. He watches over you. Now, this is a, a little bit cheesy, but I knew it was a quick way to drive this home. As the worship team comes up, I'm going to close this out. But if you'll look up there with me, ask, walk, decide. How do you remember ask, walk, decide? It's all-wheel drive. Oh, yeah. Sometimes in life... You're going to be driving along. It's a great long stretch, and it looks clean and easy. You're putting that in high. You got it in two-wheel, and you're flying. You're moving along. Everything's coasty, but then all of a sudden the road starts to get uneven. Starts. Well, what do you do? Well, well, if it gets really bad, you could flip it into four high, four low even, if it gets really, really bad. But, but then what happens when the road gets better? 
but all-wheel drive, huh? I mean, you still need four-wheel drive sometimes, but, but all-wheel drive. Ask. Ask God for direction. Walk with the wise and then decide. Just make a decision. It's all-wheel drive, baby. Like, I don't know what y'all are going to take home from all of this. <laughs> Whoo. Miyagi son, step by step. My Lord, help. I pray they get this. We have to be faithful in the next step. Don't worry about there. Worry about here. We talked about that last week. Start here. And then as you start here, man, ask God. Seek wisdom. Seek counsel from, from friends, from people that, that want to build you up in the faith. And then... And then decide. You can't guide an immovable object. You can point an immovable object toward where it's supposed to go, but, but you can't guide an immovable object. Some of y'all are sitting here waiting for God to show you the next step, the next door, when all the while God's saying, look, I'm twisting and turning, but you ain't moving. You got to take a step. Make a decision. Yes, again, uh, and I, I, I pray you don't just willy-nilly start throwing out decisions left and right. Hear me. Yes, seek prayer, counsel, ask God, and, and then seek counsel from friends. Walk with wise, but then make a decision, decide. The church for too long has set stale. We've been about ourselves. We've been about our four walls and no more. Our four no more, it's about us. This is what we believe and how we believe it. And if you don't like it, well, you can go find some other church that likes the way you like. That, that, that's not scripture. That's not who we're supposed to be. We can't sit there and keep being willy-nilly on this side or that side or unsure or whatever. We, we're we're going to have to walk. We're going to have to say, God, I'm following you. It's going to take faith. It's going to take steps that, that may end up being wrong steps along the way. But guess what? God will advise you. He will guide you. He will lead you. Can you lean in on him? Can you trust him? He's equipped you with the ability, with wisdom. He wants you to have wisdom. He's saying, come to me all and I will freely give you wisdom. Learn his voice. Learn his voice. Walk with the wise. Walk with him. Surround yourself with people that are pleasing. They're pleasing to Christ. Walk with them. And then, then make a decision. What if I mess up? Go for it. <laughs> mess up. Uh, man, I really do pray y'all hear my heart. Because God guides. He leads. He advises. Uh, again, I, man, I've messed up so many times. I, I can't even begin to count. And every time, man, it just makes me that much more grateful for the grace of God. The grace of God. I don't deserve it. I didn't earn it. But I get to walk in it. I get to walk in favor. I get to walk in favor with God. The creator, the maker of the heavens and the earth looks down and says, Corey, ask me for wisdom. Come on, come on, Corey, ask, ask, ask me for wisdom. He's doing the same for you. 
He's looking at you saying, ask me for wisdom. He's looking at you saying, ask me for wisdom. I'm telling you, he's looking at you. He's saying, ask me for wisdom. I will guide you. I will lead you. Don't worry about there. God's plans are for you, not against you. They're to prosper you, to give you a hope. And a lot of times in the middle of uncertainties, it can feel like there's no hope. But, but hope isn't, isn't as defined by the dictionary, a feeling or emotion of something better somewhere. It, it, hope is a someone. Hope is salvation on Calvary's cross. It was what Christ did for you and I. It was love. It was love like no other. And guys, today you and I have the opportunity to walk in relationship with him. He watches over you. But you gotta trust him step by step. Trust that when you seek him, he will give you wisdom to choose. If you'll bow your heads with me, guys, I, I want to close this in prayer. Heavenly Father, I, I pray, Lord, that we wouldn't be wishy-washy, middle-of-the-road Christians, Lord God, but, but rather that we would walk, Father, understanding who we are in you. That we would walk in the fullness of all that we are, Lord God. And even when circumstances don't go our way, even when situations surround us that, that rock our world, rock our boat, Father, I pray that we would continue to ask for wisdom, Lord. That we would continue to walk with wise. And that we would continue to just make decisions, Lord God, following in your steps. Following hard after you. Knowing, Lord God, that, that as we seek you, Father, you will advise us, you will guide us, you will lead us. Lord, I know there's people here this morning that, that, that are, in a, are facing a situation and they're, they're, they need wisdom, Lord God. Father, I pray right now for those tuning in online, those across this room, Lord Jesus, anybody, whatever situation that they are in, Lord God, that, that they would have the confidence to step out in faith. To walk, Lord God, knowing that you will guide, you will lead, and you will advise. Father, give us wisdom to choose. We pray in your precious name, Lord Jesus. And again, Father, we lift up lives the world over. We lift up lives of those right now throughout Ukraine and the surrounding areas. For brothers and sisters, Lord God, we pray for their lives, for their families, for restoration, for peace. We thank you, Lord God, for your will. Again, in the name of your son, we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Guys, listen, I, I'm, I'm going to stay up here. There's going to be a number of, a couple other pastors, a number of other families that may be up here. If you need prayer, if you just need any prayer, man, come up here, please. Feel free. Come on down. We'd love to pray with you. God bless y'all. Y'all have a wonderful, wonderful Saturday, Sunday afternoon. God bless you guys.